What Am I Chewing is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For more podcasts about movies and nostalgia, visit cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Welcome to What Am I Chewing, the podcast where we chew things and guess what they are. I'm Jordan Poland-Clark. With me is my co-host, Kara Gail O'Regan. Hello. And we're going to chew some things. Kara, I think it's your turn to go first. Okay. But full disclosure, this may or may not be something that I have chewed on the show before. I cannot remember, and it's the only thing that I had. So, also, I just woke up. Yeah, you told me this was your breakfast. Is it, um, is it for real a breakfast food, or like, you just start eating this for breakfast? What? I said, yeah. Oh, okay. (laughs) I couldn't hear through your chews. Oh. <laughs> um, okay, is it oatmeal? No. Is it... It's not eggs. No. It's, is it yogurt? No. Have you ever eaten yogurt that sounds like this? I don't know. Keep making noise. Let me hear it. Okay, it sounds a little crunchy now. Mm-hmm. Is it cereal? No. Is it a bar? No. 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 Is it, uh, mm, is it bread? Is it bread-based? Carbohydrate-based? Yes. Okay. Um, is it a waffle? Yes. Is it a stroop waffle? No. <laughs> is it just a waffle, or do I have to keep going? I mean, yeah, it's it's a frozen waffle. It's, um, It's a power waffle. Whoa, does that mean it's filled with protein? Yeah, I mean, they just put more wheat gluten in it. That's that's what the protein is. Because it has the word power, so... Yeah, yeah, it's part... Well, this is a Vans brand. I like Mm -hmm. them. They're very good. Mm -hmm. But then there's also um, another brand, and I can only say this in a cartoon manly man voice, but they're called Kodiak Cakes. Oh, yeah, make, I've seen those. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, man, I forget what their version of Power Waffles is, but it's, like, definitely, like, for men. Branded <laughs> for men, you know? <laughs> Don't yeah. feel like a sissy eating some is it, waffles. <laughs> isn't that funny how, like, I feel like the, the whole, like, branding for men thing is relatively new. Mm-hmm. Like, definitely they used to do, like, soap and razors and stuff, but, like, the food branding for men, mm-hmm. that's new. Yeah, like there's a, oh my god, some of the things in the grocery store are just crazy. Um, hang on, I'm still looking for the name of these waffles because they make me laugh. Power waffles. Oh my god. That's what these are called. Um, and there's a bear on it. What kind uh, of bear? I am assuming a grizzly bear. I guess I'll, I'll Google it. Yeah, that's a grizzly bear. Um, wait, I feel like there's a specific kind of bear called a Kodiak bear, but oh. I'm not 100% sure oh, about that. Oh, yeah, I that. see the bear. He's mean looking. He's a very mean. He's a mean It's just bear. his face, but he looks yeah. like he's yelling at me. <laughs> he's, he is, because he's saying, Bower Waffles. <laughs> uh, the, um, the Vans brand is less, less male... No, I oriented, think it's pretty neutral. It like. mm-hmm. But it does have the word power on it. Um, 
there's some man yogurt that I've seen too. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Powerful so I've, yogurt. I've eaten the man yogurt. I feel it. Mm, maybe not that. I've eaten yogurt that could be man yogurt, but. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a black label Oikos. Maybe that's, I've, what, that's what I've eaten. But there's yeah. there's ones that I feel like go even farther than that. No, there's there's powerful yogurt. It is branded literally the first yogurt for men full of protein to help men get in shape. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure it's the same amount of protein as in any other Greek yogurt because that's all it is. It's just Greek yogurt. But anyway. I just googled um, man foods. Mm-hmm. So I was looking for other ones. Uh, that's not the right Google search though. Man foods. <laughs> <laughs> what came up? Uh... The first one is dad-approved foods from Southern Living. The second one is a Pinterest board called 154 Best Manly Man Food for Men. <laughs> That's a lot of... Uh, okay, I just searched food branded for men. That's probably a better search, huh? Um, I, I don't know. The first thing that came up is just Unilever brands. <laughs> This is stupid. I'm on. I've made my way early on in the podcast to a Huffington Post list. I guess we usually end up on BuzzFeed lists, although it's all the same now, right? Yeah. It's always been the same. Okay. I'm going to chew my food. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you, were ju- you just arrived fresh from Seattle. I did. I'm assuming it's something that you brought back with you. It is not. What? Because, so, I was telling Kara before we started recording, I just got back from Seattle, and my friends and I went to a gigantic, amazing, beautiful Asian grocery store, and packed a large bag filled with mostly candy, um, to bring back, but there's two reasons why that's not what I'm eating right now. One, I think it would be too hard for you to guess. Mm. Um, and but two is that we made a deal with ourselves that we would wait at least a week to open most of it, so that we could save some of the magic and revisit some of the magic. Not right Aww. when we got back, but a little bit after we got back. Oh, that's so nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you have an entire suitcase. Uh, yeah <laughs> I mean I took out like I had some green tea that I opened and some coffee that I opened but all mm-hmm. the candy is still untouched gotcha did you get any like delicious red bean snacks no we had some when we were there though mm, they're my favorite um okay so what you're eating is crunchy yeah Was it carbohydrate-based? Mm, yeah. Though, aren't all foods, really? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know... Okay. So, grain-based. Mm, yeah. Okay. Is it a cracker? No. Is it something puffed? Yeah. Okay. Does it sound puffed? Can you tell? Yeah. <laughs> It's a, it's a certain, you know, it's the, that certain kind of crunch that mm-hmm. has a lot of air in it. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Okay, is it a rice cake? No. 
Is it puffed rice at all? Um, yeah, I believe that there is rice in this. Okay, so it's an assorted puffed grain thing. <laughs> uh-huh. Is it, um, is it loose? Yeah. Or is it, like, together? <laughs> okay. No, I, I, if I'm understanding the question, yes. So is it cereal, I guess, is the question. No, it's not no. cereal. But is it loose like cereal? Uh-huh. Okay. Is it granola? No. Is it... I have no idea. It's snackier than that. Snackier? Is it like cheese doodles? Almost. Cheetos. More like the grown-up version of that. Pirate's booty. Yes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Oh, pirate's booty is so delicious. No, it's really good. I haven't had it in a long time. Oh, when you were... What? Oh. No, what were you going to say? I was going to say, relevant to our interests, I watched Sofia Coppola's short yesterday called Eat the Star. Oh, yeah. How was that? that? Something like that. Lick the Star. That sounds right. Um, Because I have a trial of the Criterion channel, and it was on there, and I was like, yeah, sure, I'll waste 14 minutes right now. Um, It was fine. It was about a... Um, group of seventh grade girls and one of them is like the mean girl mm-hmm. and she does something that gets her that makes everyone mad at her and then she tries to kill herself Ugh. but it's but it doesn't feel it feels um not like i think there's a lot there but it doesn't feel that emotional when you're watching it like at all yeah interesting how was Clueless? You went to see Clueless, Oh, right? boy. So on my first night in Seattle, my friends who were supposed to arrive with me, their plane, their flight was canceled. So I ended up in Seattle by myself for like 24 hours. And so I took myself on a date to see Clueless on a big screen at some hipster bar movie theater there. Uh, it was great. I hadn't seen it on a big screen. Like, maybe since... Maybe ever, like maybe since it first came out. Yeah. How is it seeing with seeing it with an audience? It was fun. There was like, I couldn't decide if I was like annoyed or not by people like saying the lines, <laughs> mm. but it didn't happen so excessively that I was annoyed by it. Like it was. Yeah. Fine. But there was sometimes where I was like, mm, I don't know. You can leave it to them. It's fine. <laughs> it made me. Well, first of all, I heard at least one line that I never heard before. Oh, the Twin Peaks the reference? The Twin Peaks reference. Like, how did I never hear her say that? Mm, I'm having a Twin Peaks experience. How did I never hear her say that? And also, what does she mean? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I um, feel like that's, like, maybe, like, a shareism, like, how she uses, like, all kinds of words and phrases, like, a little bit not correctly. Yeah. Is that like, I could believe that that's what she was doing. Yeah, I don't know. Or just that, like, she's having a, like, bizarre kind of uncomfortable experience. Because it was, like, when Elton was, like, harassing her. Yeah. And I was like, does it have something to do with that? But, like, that doesn't really... I mean, sure, that happens in Twin Peaks, but not, like, so similarly. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Who knows? I noticed it for the first time when I was watching it recently. 
with captions and I was like oh I never like made out what she said in that moment no it just I thought she was making noises um <clears throat> yeah I got to see Bill and Ted's bogus journey at the Alamo Draft House in Yonkers the other night that was fun that's one of my favorite movies uh it was weird to see it with bogus journey is that yeah. the second one that's the second one which I used to think was better than the first one, but actually, after this watch, I'm not so sure, because the first one is just so pure and, like, sweet and wonderful, and the second one is a lot darker, which, like, obviously, that's why I like it, but, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I felt differently after seeing it this time. Why didn't you like it with the audience? Um, because they were mostly bros, I think. Oh. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I had this, like, oh, right, mo- like, moment when I was like, oh, yeah, this is kind of a dude movie, huh? Uh, so, I don't know. It just was weird to hear people, like, laugh at things, and then, like, I would laugh at things, and other people wouldn't laugh, and <laughs> just a odd experience also it was like one of those special events so they just kept bringing us beer and i don't drink and i was like oh you don't have to bring me any and then they just kept bringing it anyway there were like four beers (laughs) that they brought that were like part of like a tasting thing and i completely forgot that that was going to happen because when i was reading the event information i was like oh i don't care about that so i just didn't read that part but whatever uh it was fine I saw a pair of Bill and Ted socks in Seattle that I was like, ooh, I should buy that for Kara. I didn't, but I did save it. I was like, I'll do an internet search and save it so that one day (laughs) I can buy that for Kara. Oh, that's so thoughtful. (laughs) Um, I think that's all the media that I've experienced since we talked last. Oh, I watched a bunch more movies and the entire fourth season of uh crazy ex-girlfriend which like was so good i know that you don't like rachel bloom but that i know and i know i'm wrong i know i'm wrong well i gave you that one episode to watch i think it was season four episode 14 i want to say um because in that episode she is auditioning for a community theater play. So all of the music in the episode is like organic to the storyline because they're doing this play. Um, but she uh, is like having this wistful thinking uh, moment where she's like, wait, are all of these songs that I loved as a kid bad? Uh so it's, it, I thought it was, like, relevant to our interests. It was very good. And also, it's been cool to, like, watch that show over time because they just keep getting better and better at what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the dance is just so good. I follow their choreographer on Instagram. <laughs> She's great. <laughs> uh, and it's very good. And then at the end of the season, since that was the last season... Um, they did like a live concert special, which was also very nice. Yeah, I'll get to it one day. I don't mm. not believe you. 
I also watched, uh, oh, oh, I forgot to tell you. I finally watched uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Ah, Wait, I did tell you that. You did, did tell, tell you me. You did tell did. me. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. Uh, You're not, like, blown away, though. Well, it, I... It was beautiful. Like, that. that is for sure. Although I did not love, like, the, like, hyper-saturated color. Mm-hmm. Um, there was just something about it that I, like didn't like and I don't know what it is because I love color so I should see the black and chrome version for sure Mm -hmm. um I had a hard time with some of the action sequences I mean they're probably some of the best action sequences like in film history uh especially that like um sandstorm scene holy shit yeah but I, like, couldn't actually look at it because there was so much, like, flashing light and, like, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. So that was frustrating. Um, but that's not unique to this particular movie. It's a problem that I can't really watch action movies in general um, because of the, like, it just sets off my greens. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It was, uh, I wasn't as moved by it as I expected to be. I mean, you did have, like, a bunch of people telling you for so long that it was, like, the best thing ever. Yeah, So it would I mean, be hard for it to live up to that, probably. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Um, although, I, like, I try not to, like, get too hyped, you know, because uh, I don't, you know, it's just, like, my personality to, like, not expect anything. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, I, I'm glad that I had recently seen all previous three Mad Max movies. Yeah, I, I bet think, that makes it a better experience, too. I, yeah, I mean, it makes it really interesting because um, I went back and I listened to your episode of Watch the Throne that you guys did about mm-hmm. Fury Road. And you mentioned that you didn't like the flashes of that little child, like the flashbacks that mm-hmm. he was having. Um but if you, but like, I actually did like that. I didn't like how it was executed. I thought it looked shitty. But like the way that it was like cut in there, because like the Mad Max movies, I have this theory that George Miller is just making the same movie over and over again, but better every time. Mm. <laughs> um, because they're kind of the same plot although they have like some different elements and stuff like that in it but like the there are these like repeated images and repeated um themes and stuff like that that like uh weave them all together that I think makes it really interesting so to watch them kind of in sequence in a relatively short time was good because like um you understand the language of it a lot more and understand the flashbacks of that kid and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I, uh, I want to like it so much more than I did. It's not that I didn't like it. I just didn't connect to it in the way that I expected to. Mm, Just like watch it again at some point. Yeah. Leave your mind. No, I definitely am. Watch it again. Yeah. I I might have a completely different experience. I might've just been in a weird mood that day. Who knows? Mm-hmm. 
I lied to you and remembered that I also watched Terminator 2. Oh, yeah. How was that? I had seen it before and didn't remember that I had seen it before. <laughs> um, but it was so great. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm so glad you liked it. I wasn't sure if you would. No, no, no I loved it. Like, great. yeah. I, it's, I, I like action movies that I also cry at. Mm-hmm. And I had, like, legitimate feelings during this movie. I think that is one of the best action movies ever made. Or one of the best movies ever made. Like, not even having to, like, you know, um, like, preface it with the genre. I think it's so good. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, oh, man. I just love it so much. (laughs) I I love Sarah Connor so much. I yeah, Linda like, Hamilton. A, Why is Linda a, Hamilton not like a like Meryl Streep level star? She should be. I know, what did What did she even do after? Oh, what, she's done plenty she of stuff. Do? But like, really? Yeah, I think she's done a lot of TV. Mm, also, okay. um, I just think that she's like so incredible, and I cannot wait to see the new Terminator movie that's coming out this year because she's well, in like, it. I got so excited now to watch every other Terminator movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So the one that's coming out this year, they're like, okay, we're picking up where Terminator 2 left off. Like, all the stuff that happened after that didn't actually happen because it was bad. Um, so really, <laughs> all, all you have to do is watch the first and second one. Because um, there was, like, there are a couple more movies that were not great. But uh, Mackenzie Davis is going to be in the new one, too. I don't know who that she is. She played Tully in... I do know who that is. Tully, yeah. She's great. I'm very looking forward to this. Because, I like... And this is something that I really like about the Mad Max franchise, too, is, like, being able to, like, follow this character over a long period of time and, like... Like, this... I don't know. I Like, the more that I'm, like, paying attention to this the more I'm like, oh, every movie is about trauma. Um, But I think it's, like, especially true of, like, those two franchises and, like, the way that they deal with it and um, kind of, like, show it compounding over time Mm -hmm. is really interesting. Um, And I kind of just want to see an entire remake of the entire Mad Max franchise, but with a woman. (laughs) That'd be cool. Yeah. But I'm very excited that you like the Terminator too. I uh, didn't see the first Terminator movie until I was like 22 or 23 because I thought that Terminator 2 was just the first Terminator movie, like was the only Terminator movie. I I mean, the first one really just sets up the second one. Yeah, yeah. But the first one is also like an incredible film in its Mm -hmm. own right. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I just watched it recently, I realized that uh, the opening scene where Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, time travels to the present, um, he, like, runs into these gutter punks, and it's, one of them is Bill Paxton, (laughs) who was in Near Dark, was one of the vampires in Near Dark at the same time, uh, which was a Catherine Bigelow film. Wait, not Catherine Bigelow. Was that Catherine Bigelow? Can't keep him straight. But, um... She was married to What's-His-Face at the time. I made the Terminator. James Cameron. Yeah, that guy. 
so that was funny i was like oh look who it is and that's why in the first movie he uh, the terminator is dressed as a punk and then in the second movie uh arnold schwarzenegger is dressed as a biker because he kills a bunch of people at a biker bar which is also very similar to near dark so here's my wistful thinking tie-in mm-hmm. in terminator 2 the um the friend of John Connor. Oh my was goodness! Budnick on Salute Your yes. Shorts. When I watched it recently, and I like <laughs> logged it on Letterboxd, I was like, every time I watch this movie, I forget how much time John Connor spends riding around on his like sweet moped with Budnick. Or Budnick it really made me want to watch Salute Your Shorts. Yeah, it's not great. I'm sure it's not. You've watched it. Um, yeah, I've gone back to it, like, the first couple episodes a few times, and I'm just like, oh, this is just (laughs) not good. Um, but yeah. Um, on our last episode of What Am I Chewing, we talked in depth about jello molds, Mm -hmm. and, um, I just the other night watched this movie that came out last year called Braid, Mm -hmm. uh which was shot like almost entirely in Yonkers, which was very distracting <laughs> because I was like, I know where that is and that and that. I also had the same problem with Black Klansman, which I watched yesterday, shot entirely in Ossining, but they're like, this is Colorado. Didn't buy it. Anyway, okay, so Braid um, is this weird movie with these three girls in a mansion. I can't, I can't explain it because it's just bizarre. But... Um, there's this one really deranged scene with like a dinner table like a long dining table Mm -hmm. and it's dressed entirely in jello molds and i was like what crazy person decided this was a good idea and also can i be their friend and or work for them yeah man somebody made that yeah (laughs) that was somebody's decision who was like oh you know what would be really fucked up if we had a table covered entirely in jello molds so, that was exciting. Um, you should see that, though. It's interesting. It's uh, It was directed by a woman. And then I found out that she, uh, written and directed by a woman named Mitzi Peroni. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I found out she is Italian, and I was like, oh, this all makes a lot more sense, and I'm not entirely sure why. <laughs> but uh, it was interesting. I, ha- I have to see it again, because I'm not sure exactly what I think about it. Hmm. All right. Yeah. All right. Anything else to add? No, I think that's it. All right. Thanks for chewing with us. We'll be back next week with who knows what. It'll be a surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Talk to you then. Bye. Bye.